1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the year. It is curling season. Oh, oh, you you want to talk basketball? Okay, well then let's talk some basketball because the Magic did something they're not supposed to do in a good way.
0: You are locked on Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 3rd, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter. At Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic defeat the Indiana Pacers in a game that was so ugly and frustrating, it made the win that much more of a reason to celebrate. We'll talk about how the Magic pulled this one out of their hat and why it's a sign of all the lessons that they've learned coming together very, very quickly. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, whether we're your first listen of the day, whether you listen to us right when we upload, whether you listen to us at work, at home, working out, whenever. We truly appreciate you making locked on magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a lot of great locked on podcasts out there. So no matter who your team is, you can find a locked on podcast. Or you just search for every download podcast for locked on in the team you're looking for, or check us all out. Most of us are streaming as well on YouTube. For the first three quarters, first two and a half quarters, maybe. Their line and Magic were an abysmal watch on, on Wednesday. Um, they did not play well. Uh, uh, just, just, just flat out did not play well. Did, did nothing that they're supposed to do to win games. Did nothing that they have to do to, to survive and to, to have chances to win. Um, we all know this. The Magic's margin for error is extremely small. They don't have a lot of room here. They don't have a, a, a way... You know, if, if they don't play well, they're going to lose. Just, just plain and simple. If they don't play well, they're going to lose. Because um, even playing well isn't always going to be enough for them. That's just that's just how this team is constructed. That's just how this team is, is playing. So to see the Magic come out for a second straight night, play really poor defense. Um, again, this team's about its defense. This, def- this team is its defense. It's, they're only going to go as far as the defense can take them in a lot of ways because the offense is just still so bad. Um, The Magic struggled defensively for the second straight night, got beat to loose balls for the second straight night, um, looked frustrated, looked like they were trying to do too much, like individuals were trying to do too much. They They did all the things they cannot do if they want to win basketball games, just plain and simple, did all the things that they cannot afford to do if they want to win in this league. That's just... That's just the reality. That's just how the team played. It it was frustrating to watch, extremely frustrating to watch uh, 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 on many levels uh, because we know this team can be better. We know this team has to be better. Um, And so it was just, it was, it was just, again, just terrible, just terrible basketball. Like one of the worst efforts the magic had put in all season and, you know, luckily the Pacers were a little short-handed and, and yeah, the Pacers were hitting a lot of shots, and the Magic were missing a lot of shots. You could feel that frustration building. Um, but Indiana raced ahead to the lead, you know, minus all their players. You know, no Sabonis, no Brogdon, no um, no Turner, no, you know, no Warren, obviously. Um, no Batadze. They they were they lost their starting center, Isaiah Jackson essentially had to play the whole game without a center. Um it was again just really, 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 really bad. Um, and, and, you know, I, you give the magic credit. They did just enough to stay in contact, but they were down, you know, 15 pretty quickly. They're on 14 in the first quarter. They cut that lead down to six by the end of the quarter. They got back down by 15. You know, they're, they're playing with double digit deficits, the entire game, or most of the, most of the game, um, all the way through into the second half. I, I don't know what was even said at the locker room. Cause the magic eventually went down 17 early in the third quarter and it was, it, it looked really, really bad. And it was just like this, just, it, it, yes, back to back. Yes, all that stuff. But, you know, for a Magic team that we've come to know is pretty resilient um, as a team that's able to bounce back, that is that is able to learn lessons and, and at the very least uh, apply their focus to one thing and improve that. It, it just looked like the Magic didn't learn anything from the loss of Chicago. Uh, and just we're going through the motions. I, I, I hate to say it, I, you know, again, the 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 one point that I make uh, made about that about the game early on, especially is you know this magic team cannot be outworked period, full stop. Um, this team has to win on its effort and, and effort will make up for the losses and for talent deficits and for roster deficits that you have. um if you're gonna bust your butt, um you're gonna give yourself a chance and and that that's that's essential to this match team and they weren't doing that for for a good chunk of this game. But something indeed did change. Um, The Magic did defend a little bit better in the second half, or for most of the second half. They did a really good job kind of limiting those three-point shots of them that killed them early in the game. Um, And they were just kind of in the grind. And, you know, know, it's kind of like a golfer. You know, uh, the golfers describe, you know, when they're struggling a little bit, they're in the grind. And they're just trying to grind out pars, just trying to tread water enough so that they can find their rhythm again. And that's where the Magic found themselves in this game, just trying to find their rhythm again. And eventually they started to find it early in the fourth quarter. The magic were able to get Robin Lopez going just to take advantage of the Pacers lack of size and and kind of slow themselves down a little bit. And he tied the game. The Pacers would eventually run back out to a nine point lead, but Orlando is just not a quitting team. They're not a team that gives up. They're not a team that folds so easily. And the Magic were able to kind of, were able to get themselves back in game. Down by nine late in the fourth quarter, Orlando pulled what Chicago pulled and the night before. And again, to me, that was an impressive thing. They literally learned their lessons in real time. And they're beginning now more consistently. They haven't done this consistently all year. They're beginning to apply them very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. And, and, and it's creating some really positive results, obviously. The Magic went on a 9-0 run. Franz Wagner got an and-one. Gary Harris hit a couple threes. Franz Wagner got a, got uh, to tie the game. Cole Anthony hit a shot, uh, hit a shot, and, and a foul to, to get the Magic up three again. To get the Magic up three, and, and, and then it was a whole new ball game. It was a whole different game. Orlando was scrambling. Indiana was the one scrambling to come back and trying to slow the momentum the Magic were building. Again, this was incredibly impressive. What the Magic were able to do, what the Magic did, was incredibly impressive. There's just no other way to put it. There's just no other way to say it. They took it to the Pacers in a game that they had no business winning, in a game that they had no business closing out, no business just even being in the game. Earlier in the season, if the Magic had played this game, they would have been down 25 because of the frustration. I'm not kidding. They would have been down 25 Pacers team just because of the frustration they were feeling with their inability to hit shots and their inability to defend before they snapped to attention and made it a 15-point final deficit. That's what. That's who the Magic were in November and December. Now, their team, that yes, they feel that frustration, but they find a little bit of a groove. They find a little bit of a thing that they're able to kind of hang their hat on for a little bit, uh, and they stay in the game. They stay in it. They stay in it. And then eventually they see if they can make their move. Um, they've shown that they can make these little runs and games that are seemingly decided. And now finally it led to a win. It's been a while since Magic have had a real winning team. Um, but I, I, And it was a while before the Dwight Howard teams. But I, I remember, and, and I'm not comparing this Magic team to the Dwight Howard teams. So let's make that clear first. But I remember watching the, the 2008 and 2009 Magic especially. And it was the first time Magic had really won at a higher level. Um, and I kept thinking to myself, man, the Magic did not play well tonight, but they found a way to win. You know, you hear coaches say, learn lessons while winning. Good teams can win without their best stuff. Good teams can win when they don't play well. They find ways to win. The Orlando Magic found a way to win Wednesday night in Indianapolis. They found a way. It. it, it it's... It, it defies explanation. If you watch the game, the stat sheet certainly suggests that the Magic won the game. Um, but at, if you watched most of this game, it it sort of does defy explanation how the Magic were able to pull this one out. Um, and this, you know, there have been some really nice wins for the Magic. They've now won four of their last six. So don't look. Don't look now. Um, they've won four six now. Um, they're doing something. You know, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know exactly how real it is. I don't know exactly how long it will last. The West Coast trip is coming up here. All-star break after that. Um, but the Magic did something that was really, really impressive, uh, especially for a young team, especially for a team that has limitations we all understand here. Um, and this is a sign that things are working. You know, To be perfectly honest, like this is a sign that this is the kind of win that you only get if everyone's bought in. If everyone believes in the project, if everyone is still playing at their hardest, you don't win a game like this if you don't believe in what you're doing. And you don't believe and, and, and you only get a win like this, even against the Pacers team. I get it, Pacers are underman, not the greatest team in the world either. You don't get a win like this. Unless you're doing something really right. We'll go through the box score, talk about some of those lessons that the Magic have learned and put together here. In this recent stretch, we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues. It's March to the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline is up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops the NHL, boxing, UFC, and along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league—
1: We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, we're now officially one week away from the NBA trade deadline. February 3rd, at, or February 10th, is February 3rd, February 10th at 3 p.m. Everyone will have to put their pencils down and make their moves. So we're getting you ready here on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network by, by doing a live show. Go to the Locked On NBA, NBA uh, Podcast YouTube page, Locked On NBA between 2 and 4 p.m. next Thursday to and join Kim Becker, John Kralis, and Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube today and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. I'm sure we'll all be having a hand in this major trade discussion as we're now officially one week away from the NBA trade deadline. Um, say your goodbyes now to some players. The Magic are going to be active. But let's dive into the final box score for the Orlando Magic as they defeat the Indiana Pacers 119 to 118 in Indianapolis. Their fourth win in six games. Really exciting stuff for the Orlando Magic. Just love and just lo- I know I know some people are a little bit concerned about the draft pick, but wins are good. Wins are always, 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 always good. Like I said, the, the Magic did not do a lot of things well in this game. Um this just did not play very, very well for large chunks of it. Um, they gave up 67 points in the first half. Um, 30 in the they ended up giving up 30 in the fourth quarter. So they really only played like one good quarter of defense. Um, but the magic's defense late in the fourth quarter was very, very good. Um, and I think you got to give a lot of credit to Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter finished with 19 points, seven for 13 shooting, 18 rebounds, including 15 offense rebounds. He had 11 uh points and 12, I believe it was 12 rebounds in the second half. Um Wendell Carter was really the, I mean, Wendell Carter's quickly become the heartbeat of this team. Like he's just solid. He just he, he kind of directs traffic for everything for, for a lot of things, as is a, a sense of calm. And one of the struggles the Magic had in that first half was Wendell Carter was not that sense of calm. Um, because the Pacers were playing so small, um, he, you know, was he 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 didn't really establish deep post position well. Um, he kind of rushed drives. He kind of, he, he parked himself in the middle of, of Indiana zone, which is the right thing to do. Um, but then just for uncharacteristically made just a lot of bad decisions. Um, a lot of really just bad decisions, uh, 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 with the ball in his hands, uh, in those moments, um, just, you know, attack kind of out of control, uh, you know, settled for settled for those short jumpers, which he's pretty good at, but, but just, just did not like set the tone for the team the way they needed to. And then on the glass, like he was getting crushed. Um, the Pacers did a really good job on the glass. They do end up with seven offensive rebounds, six of them from Terry Taylor. Um, he had 16 rebounds. Um, the, the, the Pacers did a good job just kind of beating the magic to loose balls and kind of beating them up a little bit. And, and it was just it was just a rough, rough outing. But Wendell Carter playing the way that he did in the in the second half, especially, really calmed the magic down, really got them to the place that they needed to be to give themselves a real chance to win this game. Um, Wendell, I I still cannot say better things about Wendell Carter. He's just, he's been a lot better than I think any of us hope for. Um, Just super consistent. um, And and again, you're just hoping to keep his aggression up. And and he certainly certainly knows that that's something he has to do. Franz Wagner deserves a lot of credit too for that strong second half turnaround. 17 points, 7 for 13 shooting, 4 rebounds for him. Uh, Wagner only had... Five points on two for three shooting in the first half. Got himself going really quickly with a nice dunk. Started to find the space to, to drive to the basket, to, to hit those little flip shots, still forces them occasionally, um, gets stuck and just kind of has to throw up a wild shot, but he's still getting a lot better at that. Um Wagner just Wagner was just really, really, really good. Um, you know, in the second half. Again, just everyone kind of flipped their script a little bit in the second half. Um, Cole Anthony, 15 points, only two for 15 shooting, both of them three pointers, two for seven from deep nine for 10 from the foul line. Like I said, I look at the assist totals with, with Cole a little bit more than his scoring now, eight assists. So he's still doing good things. If that scoring can come around, he'll be fine. He was two for 11 in the first half. So lowered his shot, used two for 11 in the first half with four assists. So half of assists, assists in the first half because he knew he didn't have it started not stopped shooting the ball, started getting to the line a whole lot more. Um, that helped the Magic out a ton, and that's obviously uh, just, a, just a big boost to the team. Um, the Magic are eventually going to need Cole Anthony to score a little bit more effectively. This was a bad scoring game. Um, but, you know, again, you think about early in the season, the Magic couldn't win if Cole Anthony had a poor game. Now the Magic are winning routinely where Cole Anthony struggles. Um, so that's, you know, again, that's not to denigrate what Cole Anthony's doing or what Cole Anthony has done, um, but he is not as, you know, he's he's essential as a playmaker, but he's not as essential now as kind of a score as a score as much, Um, you know, you see, he's still kind. Of, whatever he's struggling through, whatever he's, he's kind of working himself through with this, this little slump that he's in, Um, you know, he's got to get himself out and help the magic kind of elevate themselves. And certainly, you know, that it's all data to, to consider when you're, when you're thinking about how this team maps out moving forward. Um, but, but Cole is still doing, doing positive things. And again. Um, you know, again, everyone played poorly in the first half. He played much better in the second half, especially with, when he kind of dropped those, those, uh, field, those, those, those shot attempts a little bit. Um, Gary Harris, though, really the star of the night. 22.6 points, six for fifteen shooting, six for eleven from deep, four for four from the foul line, five assists for him coming off the bench. Harris was really good. He hit the big shots. He had two big threes, obviously, to draw the magic back into this game. Really, just just he's just a veteran. Like you know, we we talk about why veterans are important. This is why. This is why. Um, you know, he's he said after the game he was in the huddle. This kind of reminding guys, hey. We were in this situation last night in Chicago. This is what we need to run. This is what we need to do. Just giving those hard reminders, not even subtle reminders, those hard reminders of what this team is capable of and what this team needs to do. That's what veteran leadership is. That's what a veteran has to do, and that's why Gary Harris is still really important to this team. Um, The trade deadline obviously is coming up in a week. Gary Harris's name is certainly going to be one that's bandied about, certainly one that could very well get traded with an expiring contract. Um, You know, Terrence Ross is someone that's also going to get, probably going to get dealt as well at the deadline. These guys are really, really important uh, for the team's development. And I do, I am curious to know what might happen if they leave, if they're no longer the veterans on the team, you know, can Markel Fultz kind of step in and and do some of those things? Sure, maybe, but not as well as Gary Harris. Um, There are current of fans who think that the Magic should resign Harris. I don't think that would necessarily be a bad decision if Harris wants to be part of this, if Harris wants to do that. um, I I do think that he, if he wants to be on a winning team, he should absolutely be on a winning team. Because as he said, after the game, winning is fun, losing sucks. Um, You want guys with that attitude. You want guys that are pushing and fighting uh, to not settle for losses here. Um, That's extremely important for a young team's culture. Um, Gary Harris has been a a perfect veteran for this team. And again, the the match do not win this game without him. Um, He made some big shots, provided a ton of stability, and then the Magic uh, and their young guys really stepped up defensively to close the game out. Orlando shoots 44.2% from Florida, just 11 of 35 from deep, 24 of 26 from the foul line. Um, Of note, though, Orlando only had one free throw attempt at the half, so able to get to the line 25 times in the second half. That is a big reason why. They ultimately won the game. Again, Cole Anthony, a big part of that, going 9 for 10 from the foul line in the game. Orlando finishes with 12 turnovers for 11 Indiana points. The Pacers really dominated this game throughout. 26 points from Karis LeVert on 10 for 24 shooting. Terry Taylor off the bench with 24 points and 16 rebounds before he fouled out. Lance Stevenson with 14 points as well. Torrey Craig with 22 points and 5 for 9 shooting from deep. However, the Pacers go 10 for 19 from 3 in the first half. That means they go four for 13 in the second half. That's a big split and a big difference in this game. The Orlando Magic defeat the Indiana Pacers 119-118. to 118. They've now won four of their last six. They come home for a back-to-back against the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday and the Boston Celtics on Sunday before they hit the road for a West Coast road trip. How the Magic are taking all the lessons they've learned and turning them into wins and why a, a game like this is so important to what the Magic are trying to build. We'll get to the, all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, The warehouse is literally there, and it's bigger than you can imagine. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: So, you know, like I said, um being able to win when you don't have your best stuff is really difficult. Um, And and it's, it's a sign to me uh, uh, of a team that's, that's doing something a little bit different. That's, 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 that's a little bit different. Um, You know, I was thinking about this overnight. I was thinking about this after the game. Like I said earlier, this game in November, if this game, if this type of game is played in November where the Magic are just struggling to get stops, they can't score, they keep up, they go down by 25. It doesn't matter the opponent. Um, you know, this this goes back to the theme I've been talking about all week. Magic are no longer making bad team mistakes, they're making young team mistakes. Bad team mistake would have been to go down 25. And and while, you know, we've talked about it and and, and coaches have talked about it, how you know, they would often fight to cut a 25-point lead down to 12 in the fourth quarter and, and not kind of rest on their laurels or let the, let those final 12 minutes go to waste. They do something with them again. Don't be down 25 in the first place, but they do something with them. Even if it's the bench players are going up against um, the magic always said that that was something that, that they wanted to hang their hats on. That was, that was something that they, they that they wanted to do and wanted to point out and wanted to, you know, not necessarily celebrate, but note that, Hey, we can do this. We can do this thing. We, you know, this is, there's a little bit of success. Let's, let's analyze that. You know, at the time, a lot of us probably looked at at that and said, okay, this, just whatever it's a 25 point law, 25 point game. Yeah. You, the bench guys were in, you cut it to 14. Good for you. No one wanted to accept that moral victory. I don't even think the magic did, but they, they wanted to note that that they could do these things That they could do these things because it was a sign that no matter the score, no matter the time, they were going to fight. They're going to play hard. They're going to try and do their best. As long as there was time left on the clock and they didn't have to concede something because of a back-to-back or anything, because of fatigue or anything, they're going to play hard. And that was a a big part of establishing the culture um, and identity this Magic team wants to have. That was a big part of who this Magic team is trying to be. What we saw... Wednesday night then, was this lesson coming to fruition? This idea that you're never out of a game. As long as there's time on the clock, play hard, find yourself, you give yourself a chance. We've talked all year about, you know, the Magic have talked all year about how resilient they are, that this is a resilient bunch, um, that they want to win. that They, they want to do all these things. Um, but they've been patient too. They, they said, we understand It's going to be a process. It's a learning process for all of us. It's been pretty incredible to see how much buy-in there truly has been uh, and how much these guys have stuck with this process through it all. And now, finally, they seem to have the results. They seem to have um, something to hang their hat on, something, something to say like, hey, this all works. What we've seen in the last few weeks over the homestand and now in these, these two road games is the Magic really begin to tie all of it together. It's been the big thing we've been asking for. It's a big thing I've been asking for. It's like, yes, I see this positive moment you're pointing out. I see this positive stretch. I see all these little positives this individual growth that we're seeing, but it's not coming together in wins. We're not getting the results. And while that is not ultimately how this team should be judged, results still matter. Winning is still important. It has to be. You can't just ignore winning. You just cannot ignore it completely. And slowly but surely, we are seeing this magic team pull it all together. Figure out their way to win. Figure out their identity and figure out what they need to do to win. There's still a lot of lessons to learn along the way. Tuesday's loss to the Bulls is absolutely a, a critical lesson for this team. It was absolutely a critical moment to understand, A, you know, how to come back in games against good teams, but how to close games, too, and how to keep your poise, something the Magic have been okay at, but have also struggled at, at times with, with how they handle late-game runs, late-game leads, late-game deficits, how they handle these late-game situations. To me, what was most impressive was how immediate that lesson was, was put into action, how immediate it was that, Orlando found itself down by nine again late in the fourth quarter, a moment when they had to make shots, when they had to feel that pressure. They had to rise to the challenge to win the game. And not only did that, they played about as flawlessly as they can to close that game, to close the game uh, and pull out the victory, even down to fouling guys late to prevent a a game-tying three-pointer. Gary Harris talked about it after the game. They, They referenced that Bulls lost directly. They understood that they were in the same situation again. They were in the same spot again, where they had to kind of find a way to stem the tide. A late run from the Pacers to go up by nine, and make plays to win the game. They had to be darn near perfect to win. They had to be close to perfect to win on uh, to win uh, uh, on on Wednesday night. And the magic worked. The magic got the job done. It's impressive for that reason. Um, and, and it's impressive because this team is so young and so inexperienced and still learning how to do all these things. They're not done. You know, they've turned a corner now or where, where where you can expect them to win. And, and the way they're losing games now is not because they're out-talented, but because of the mistakes the Magic make and mistakes that they can correct and they can work on. And that's that's exciting. That's a good thing. They're playing really well right now. Their offense is starting to come along as well. Um, in surprising ways. And it's been a a really impressive outing, a really impressive showing for this team. But there's going to be more hard lessons to come for this group, no doubt about it. Teams are going to start, you know, if they start continue to win like this, teams are going to start maybe taking them a little bit more seriously, giving them a little bit more attention. Um, It's no longer the plucky team that takes you by surprise. Now it's like, okay, this group plays this way. This is how we have to meet that. And the Magic are going to have to rise to that challenge all over again and yes integrating new players the potential the trade deadline could disrupt a lot of things as well too but what we're watching is a young team learning what we're watching is a young team learning and growing very very quickly i'm not here to say the magic are making a playoff run or the magic can climb out of that bottom four that gets the top lottery odds I'm, I'm i don't believe that i don't believe the magic can finish with the worst record in the league either um but the Magic are figuring things out. And it's really, really exciting if you ask me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, your tune in. Himla, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. And all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast. Enable listening device. We're also streaming as well on YouTube. Thank you all for getting us over the 300 subscriber plateau. Really appreciate all of you who listen. If you, don't, if you know someone who might want to know, want to... If you hear about the Magic every day, you know where to send them. Uh, we're always looking for We're always looking for more and more people and, of course, looking to interact with you as well. You can do so by following me on Twitter at philipr__omd. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Oh I'm always available to answer any questions that you have. Thanks for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Tomorrow we'll have a lot more coming up on the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit more about their offense as well. So now... Go make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q. With expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.